Chapter 9, verses 14 through 22 of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers by St. Thomas Aquinas. The Sleepervox recording is in the public domain. Verses 14 through 17. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn, as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then they shall fast. No man putteth a piece of new cloth unto an old garment, for that which is put in to fill it up taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine in old bottles, else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. Gloss. When he had replied to them respecting eating and converse with sinners, they next assault him on the manner of food. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but thy disciples fast not? Jerome. A beastful inquiry, an ostentation of fasting, much to be blamed. Nor can John's disciples be excused for their taking part with the Pharisees, who they knew had been condemned by John, and for bringing a false accusation against him whom they knew their master had preached. Chrysostom. What they say comes to this. Be it that you do this as physician of souls, why do your disciples neglect fasting and approach such tables? And to augment the weight of their charge by comparison, they put themselves first, and then the Pharisees. They fasted as they learnt out of the law. As the Pharisees spoke, I fast twice in the week. The others learnt it of John. Robin. For John drank neither wine nor strong drink, increasing his merit by abstinence because he had no power over nature. But the Lord, who has power to forgive sins, why should he shun sinners that eat, since he has power to make them more righteous than those that eat not? Yet doth Christ fast, that you should not avoid the command, but he eats with sinners, that you may know his grace and power. Augustine, though Matthew mentions only the disciples of John as having made this inquiry, the words of Mark rather seem to imply that some other persons spoke of others. That is, the guests spoke concerning the disciples of John and the Pharisees. This is still more evident from Luke. Why then does Matthew here say, Then came unto him the disciples of John, unless that they were there among other guests, all of whom with one consent put this objection to him? Chrysostom or Luke relates that the Pharisees, but Matthew that the disciples of John, said thus, because the Pharisees had taken him with them to ask the question, as they afterwards did the Herodians. Observe how, when the strangers, as before the publicans, were to be defended, he accuses heavily those that blamed them. But when they brought a charge against his disciples, he makes answer with mildness. And Jesus saith unto them, Can the children of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? Before he had styled himself physician, now bridegroom, calling to mind the words of John, which he had said, He that hath the bride is 
the bridegroom, to Rome. Christ is the bridegroom, and the church the bride. Of the spiritual union the apostles were born. They cannot mourn so long as they see the bridegroom in the chamber with the bride. But when the nuptials are present, and the time of the passion and resurrection is come, then shall the children of the bridegroom fast. The days shall come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, then shall they fast. Chrysostom, he means this, the present is a time of joy and rejoicing. Sorrow is therefore not to be now brought forward, and fasting is naturally grievous, and to all those that are yet weak, for to those that seek to contemplate wisdom it is pleasant. He therefore speaks here according to the former opinion. He also shows that this they did was not of gluttony, but of a certain dispensation. Jerome. Hence some think that a fast ought to follow the forty days of passion, although the day of Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit immediately bring back our joy and festival. From this text accordingly, Montanus, Priscilla, and Maximilia enjoin a forty days abstinence after Pentecost. But it is the use of the church to come to the Lord's passion and resurrection through humiliation of the flesh, that by carnal abstinence we may be better prepared for spiritual fullness. Chrysostom. Here again he confirms what he had said by examples of common things. No man putteth a patch of undressed cloth into an old garment, for it taketh away its wholeness from the garment, and the rent is made worse, which is to say, my disciples are not yet become strong, but have need of much consideration. They are not yet renewed by the Spirit. On men in such a state it is not behooful to lay a burden of precepts. Herein he establishes a rule for his disciples, that they should receive with leniency disciples from out of the whole world. Rignig. By the old garment he means his disciples, who had not yet been renewed in all things. The patch of undress, that is, of new cloth, means the new grace, that is, the gospel doctrine, of which fasting is a portion, and it was not meet that the stricter ordinances of fasting should be entrusted to them, lest they should be broken down by their severity, and forfeit that faith which they had. As he adds, it taketh its wholeness from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Gloss, as much as to say, an undressed patch, that is, a new one, ought not to be put into an old garment, because it often takes away from the garment its wholeness, that is, its perfection, and then the rent is made worse. For a heavy burden laid on one that is untrained often destroys the good which was in him before. Rigmig. After two comparisons made, that of the wedding and that of the undressed cloth, he adds a third concerning wineskins. Neither do men put new wine into old wineskins. By the old skins he means his disciples, who are not yet perfectly renewed. The new wine is the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and the depths of the heavenly mysteries, which his disciples could not then bear. But after the resurrection they became as new skins, and were filled with new wine when they received the Holy Spirit into their hearts. Whence also some said, These men are full of new wine. Chrysostom. 
herein he also shows us the cause of those condescending words which he often addressed to them because of their weakness jerome otherwise by the old garments and old skins we must understand the scribes and pharisees and by the piece of new cloth and new wine the gospel precepts which the jews were not able to bear so the rent was made worse something such the galatians sought to do to mix the precepts of the law with the gospel and to put new wine into old skins the word of the gospel is therefore to be poured into the apostles rather than into the scribes and pharisees who corrupted by the traditions of the elders were unable to preserve the purity of christ's precepts gloss this shows that the apostles being hereafter to be replenished with newness of grace ought not now to be bound to the old observances augustine otherwise everyone who rightly fasts either humbles his soul in groaning of prayer and bodily chastisement or suspends the motion of carnal desire by the joys of spiritual meditation and the lord here makes answer respecting both kinds of fasting concerning the first which is the humiliation of soul he says the children of the bridegroom cannot mourn of the other which has the feast of the spirit he next speaks where he says no man putteth a patch of undressed cloth then we must mourn because the bridegroom is taken away from us and we rightly mourn if we burn with desire of him blessed they to whom it was granted before his passion to have him present with them to inquire of him what they would to hear what they ought to hear those days the fathers before his coming sought to see and saw them not because they were placed in another dispensation one in which he was proclaimed as coming not one in which he was heard as present for in us was fulfilled that he speaks of the days shall come when ye shall desire to see one of these days and shall not be able who then will not mourn this who will not say my tears have been my meat day and night why they daily say unto me where is now thy god with reason then did the apostles seek to die and to be with christ augustine that matthew writes here mourn where mark and luke write fast shows that the lord spake of that kind of fasting which pertains to humbling oneself in chastisement as in the following comparisons he may be supposed to have spoken of the other kind which pertains to the joy of a mind wrapped in spiritual thoughts and therefore averted from the food of the body showing that those who are occupied about the body and owing to this refrain their former desires are not fit for this kind of fasting hilary figuratively this his answer that while the bridegroom was present with them his disciples needed not to fast teaches us the joy of his presence and the sacrament of the holy food which none shall lack while he is present that is while one keeps christ in the eye of the mind he says they shall fast when he is taken away from them because all who do not believe that christ is risen shall not have the food of life for in the faith of the resurrection the sacrament of the heavenly bread is received jerome or when he has departed from us for our sins 
then is a fast to be proclaimed then is mourning to be put on hilary by these examples he shows that neither our souls nor bodies being so weakened by inveteracy of sin are capable of the sacraments of the new grace robin the different comparisons all refer to the same thing and yet they are different the garments by which we are covered abroad signifies our good works which we perform when we are abroad the wine with which we are refreshed within is the fervor of faith and charity which creates us anew within verses eighteen through twenty two while he spake these things unto them behold there came a certain ruler and worshipped him saying my daughter is even now dead but come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live and jesus arose and followed him and so did his disciples and behold a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment for she said within herself if i may but touch his garment i shall be whole but jesus turned him about and when he saw her he said daughter be of good comfort thy faith hath made thee whole and the woman was made whole from that hour chrysostom after his instructions he adds a miracle which should mightily discomfort the pharisees because he who came to beg this miracle was a ruler of the synagogue and the morning was great for she was his only child and of the age of twelve years that is when the flower of youth begins while he spake these things unto him behold there came one of their chief men unto him augustine this narrative is given both by mark and luke but in a quite different order namely when after the casting out of the demons and their entrance into the swine he had returned across the lake from the country of the gergesenes now mark does indeed tell us that this happened after he had recrossed the lake but how long after he does not determine unless there had been some interval of time that could not have taken place that matthew relates concerning the feast in his house after this immediately follows that concerning the ruler of the synagogue's daughter if the ruler came to him while he was yet speaking that of the new patch and the new wine then no other act of speech of his intervened and in mark's accounts the place where these things might come in is evident in like manner luke does not contradict matthew for what he adds and behold a man whose name was jarius is not to be taken as though it followed instantly what had been related before but after that feast with the publicans as matthew relates while he spake these things unto them behold one of their chief men namely jarius the ruler of the synagogue came to him and worshipped him saying lord my daughter is even now dead it should be observed lest there should seem to be some discrepancy that the other two evangelists represented her as at the point of death but yet not dead but so as afterwards to say that there came afterwards some saying she is dead trouble not the master for matthew for the sake of shortness represents the lord as having been asked at first to do that which is manifest he did do 
namely raise the dead he looks not at the words of the father respecting his daughter but rather his mind for he had so far despaired of her life that he made his request rather for her to be called to life again thinking it impossible that she whom he had left dying should be found yet alive the other two then have given jarius's words matthew has put what he wished and thought indeed had either of them related that it was the father himself that said that jesus should not be troubled for she was now dead in that case the words that matthew has given would not have corresponded with the thoughts of the ruler but we do not read that he agreed with the messengers hence we learn a thing of the highest necessity that we should look at nothing in any man's words but his meaning to which his words ought to be subservient and no man gives a false account when he repeats a man's meaning in words other than those actually used chrysostom or the ruler says she is dead exaggerating his calamity and it is the manner of those that prefer a petition to magnify their distress and to represent them as something more than they really are in order to gain the compassion of those to whom they make supplication once he adds but come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live see his dullness he begs two things of christ to come and to lay his hand upon her this was what naaman the syrian required of the prophets for they who are constituted thus hard of heart have need of sight and things sensible rigmig we ought to admire and at the same time to imitate the humility and mercifulness of the lord as soon as ever he was asked he rose to follow him that asked and jesus rose and followed him here is instructed both for such as are in command and such as are in subjection to these he has left an example of obedience to those who are set over others he shows how earnest and watchful they should be in teaching whenever they hear of any being dead in spirit they should hasten to him and his disciples went with him chrysostom mark and luke say that he took with him three disciples only namely peter james and john he took not matthew to quicken his desires and because he was not yet perfectly minded for this reason he honors these three that others may become like-minded it was enough meanwhile for matthew to see the things that were done respecting her that had the issue of blood concerning whom it follows and behold a woman who had suffered an issue of blood twelve years came behind and touched the hem of his garment jerome this woman that had the flux came to the lord not in the house nor in the town for she was excluded from them by the law but by the way as he walked thus as he goes to heal one woman another is cured chrysostom she came not to christ with an open address through shame concerning this her disease believing herself unclean for in the law this disease was esteemed highly unclean for this reason she hides herself rigmig in which her humility must be praised that she came not before his face but behind and judged herself unworthy to touch the lord's feet yea she touched not his whole garment but the hem only 
for the Lord wore a hem according to the command of the law. So the Pharisees also wore hems, which they made large, and in some they inserted thorns. But the Lord's hem was not made to wound, but to heal. Therefore it follows, for she said within herself, If I can but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. How wonderful her faith, that though she despaired of health from the physicians, on whom, notwithstanding, she had exhausted her living, she perceived that a heavenly physician was at hand, and therefore bent her whole soul on him, whence she deserved to be healed. But Jesus, turning and seeing her, said, Be of good cheer, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Rabban, what is this that he bids her? Be of good cheer, seeing if she had not had faith, she would not have sought healing of him. She requires of her strength and perseverance, that she may come to a sure and certain salvation. Chrysostom, or because the woman was fearful, therefore he said, Be of good cheer. He calls her daughter, for her faith had made her such. Jerome, he said not, Thy faith shall make thee whole, but hath made thee whole. For in that thou hast believed, thou art already made whole. Chrysostom, she had not yet a perfect mind respecting Christ, or she would not have supposed that she could be hid from him. But Christ would not suffer her to go away unobserved, not that he sought fame, but for many reasons. First he relieves the woman's fear, that she should not be pricked in her conscience, as though she had stolen this boon. Secondly, he corrects her error in supposing she could be hid from him. Thirdly, he displays her faith to all for their imitation. And fourthly, he did a miracle in that he showed he knew all things, no less than drying the fountain of her blood. It follows, and the woman was made whole from that hour. Gloss. This must be understood as the time in which she touched the hem of his garment, not in which Jesus turned to her, for she was already healed, as the other evangelists testify and as may be inferred from the Lord's words. Hilary, herein is to be observed the marvelous virtue of the Lord, that the power that dwelt in his body should give healing to things perishable, and the heavenly energy extended even through the hems of his garment. For God is not comprehensible that he should be shut in by a body, for his taking a body unto him did not confine his power but his power took upon it a frail body for our redemption. Figuratively, this ruler is to be understood as the law, which praised the Lord that he would restore life to the dead multitude, which it had brought up for Christ, preaching that his coming was to be looked for. Rabban, or the ruler of the synagogue, signifies Moses. He is named Jarius, illuminating, or that shall illuminate, because he received the words of life to give to us, and by them enlightens all, being himself enlightened by the Holy Spirit. The daughter of the ruler, that is, the synagogue itself, being as it were in the twelfth year of its age, that is, in the season of puberty, when it should have borne spiritual progeny to God, fell into the sickness of error. While then the word of God is hastening to its ruler's daughter to make whole the sons of Israel, a holy church is gathered from among the Gentiles, which, while it was perishing by inward corruption, 
received by faith that healing that was prepared for others. It should be noted that the ruler's daughter was twelve years old, and this woman had been twelve years afflicted. Thus she had begun to be diseased at the very time the other was born. So in one and the same age the synagogue had its birth among the patriarchs, and the nations without began to be polluted with the pest of idolatry. For the issue of blood may be taken in two ways, either for the pollution of idolatry or for the obedience to the pleasures of flesh and blood. Thus, as long as the synagogue flourished, the church languished. The falling way of the first was made the salvation of the Gentiles. Also, the church draws nigh and touches the Lord when it approaches him in faith. She believed, spake her belief, and touched. For by these three things, faith, word, and deed, all salvation is gained. She came behind him, as he spake, If any one serve me, let him follow me. Or because, not having seen the Lord present in the flesh, when the sacraments of his incarnation were fulfilled, she came at length to the grace of the knowledge of him. Thus also she touched the hem of his garment, because the Gentiles, though they had not seen Christ in the flesh, received the tidings of his incarnation. The garments of Christ is put for the mystery of his incarnation, wherewith his deity is clothed. The hem of his garment are the words which hang upon his incarnation. She touches not the garment, but the hem thereof, because she saw not the Lord in the flesh, but received the word of the incarnation through the apostles. Blessed is he that touches but the uttermost part of the word by faith. She is healed while the Lord is not in the city, but while he is yet on the way. As the apostles cried, Because ye judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. And from the time of the Lord's coming, the Gentiles began to be healed. End of chapter 9, verses 14 through 22.